The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity FM. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. from Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. If you'd like to join in the discussion, email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or call into the program with your questions. Now, here's your host, Rev. Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I am your host, and I'm just thankful you all that you're listening today. We're glad that you're joining us. We've got people all over the U.S. listening to us. We've got listeners in Canada, in Ontario, and I think we may also have some listeners today from Ireland. And so welcome to all of you. We're really glad that you're listening, and uh, we're thank you so much for participating in this program about recovery. Find us on Facebook. We love your participation, your comments, and your input. And we also are so glad that uh, the news is spreading about this program, that you're letting your friends and the people in your recovery communities and your unity communities know about the Spirit of Recovery program. I'm just loving broadcasting on this topic. I have great guests, and they have so much to share here on Unity Online Radio. And it's, uh, I'm hearing from you that our guests are touching your heart, that they're getting you thinking, and they're opening up to you the new possibilities of all that's good for you in recovery. So uh, it's great. Just thanks so much for listening. Glad you're here. And every week we do talk about topics that are important to the recovery community. We have guests on our program who are down to earth, who are knowledgeable, people who are innovative, who are on the growing edge, people that are in recovery themselves or they're working with recovering people or they write for recovering people or a lot of times all three plus plus a bit more. So we're bringing you practical information from real people. It's information that you can use to help you in your own recovery, to help you in your own service work, and to help you uh, get some lively thinking and lively discussions going. And Spirit of Recovery also is, is really a welcoming place. You know, recovery is a large tent. And uh, if you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of addiction, if it's uh, substance addiction, that disease, or if it's um, food addiction or sex addiction or whatever kind of addiction that might be, you're welcome. If you're a family member that's in recovery, in your own recovery as a family member, you're welcome. If you're a family member or a friend of somebody with the disease of addiction and you're just looking for some information or you're curious about what recovery is, we welcome you. If you're just somebody that's out there and curious and wants to know about what recovery is, and uh, we're happy to have you. We welcome all of you, and we welcome your participation in our discussions because recovery is certainly a big tent, and it's an open, open place. So again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I am your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a Unity Minister, and I'm an Addictions Counselor. And also, I'm a person that has in my circle of love and friendship lots of people that have the disease of addiction, And almost 30 years ago, those were the relationships that got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development. And ever since then, the 12 steps of the 12-step programs and the unity way of life and that spirituality have been a big part of my life. And it's a walk that keeps transforming me and keeps me growing in very rich and very deep ways. So I'm so grateful and delighted to have the opportunity to share all these ideas with you, to bring great guests on, and to hear from you, our listeners, what you're experiencing in your spirituality, in your recovery, and in your life. 
And also, on every show, we have a drawing and we give away a recovery book. And these books are donated to us by the nonprofit Hazelden Foundation. That's www.hazelden.org. And a big thank you to the nonprofit Hazelden Foundation for donating these books. And today, we're giving away two books. We're giving away the classic 24 Hours a Day, which was written by an early AA member and is just a classic uh, book of, of beautiful spirituality. And we're also giving away the book 52 Weeks of Conscious Contact, Meditations for Connecting with God, Self, and Others by the recovery author Melody Beatty. So if you want to uh, be in the drawing for these books today, just email me or give a call. You don't even have to have a comment or question. Just let us know you want to be in the drawing. We keep your information confidential. We won't put you on the air unless you want to be with a question or comment, and we'll put you in your name in for the drawing today. And by the end of the show, somebody will have won one or both of these books. Our number to call in is 888-558-6489, and that same number is 888-55-UNITY. So, today our program is Putting Spirit into Action, and joining me I have two guests, Mark Burchell and Don Galesh. Mark Burchell and Don Galesh work with the program The Doorway to Recovery. Mark is the founder and CEO of The Doorway to Recovery. It's a transitional housing organization in the Wayne County, Michigan, or Detroit area of the U.S., and it's an organization that provides recovery housing for men and women who are rebuilding their lives from the effects of alcoholism and other drug addiction. Mark is also an interventionist, and he is studying for his certification as an addictions counselor. And Mark also hosted for several years a very successful call-in radio program in the Detroit area on WDTK Radio, and that was a call-in show on the tools of recovery. So he's an experienced radio personality. We're very glad to have him. And also we have with us today Don Galesh. Don works with the Doorway to Recovery program. Don is a certified addictions counselor. He's on the staff. He leads groups. He provides mentoring and counseling to the residents. And he has lots and lots of rich experience with recovery. And so thank you so much, Mark and Don, for joining me today here on the Spirit of Recovery. I'm really glad you're here. So welcome. Thank you, Anna. Thank you very much. It's uh, a great pleasure to be here on your radio show, and uh, many, many blessings to uh, you and the listeners out there in recovery. Uh, i got to tell you, it's exciting to to be back talking to folks out there and carrying the message of uh, hope and uh, carrying the message of, uh, too, that there is a a way to recover from addictions. And, uh, you know, we're, we're proof of it, and there's lots of us out there. Right. Yeah, that's great. And that's really what it's all about. You know, that's what this show is about. It's about sharing that message that recovery is possible and supporting people that are in recovery and expanding that recovery and also supporting people who are maybe sort of curious and standing on the edge and and wondering, is recovery a safe place? Is it a good place for me? And putting that message out there that, yes, indeed, as you said, it is and recovery is possible. And whatever whatever draws you in the door, family member, friend, um, substance addiction, whatever it is, behavioral addiction, you're welcome, and it's possible. So, you know, when I... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say was, uh, Reverend, that, uh, you know, this, this addiction stuff, it's, it's strong, it's out there, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very alive, uh, but so is recovery. Mm-hmm. Recovery is um, in, in, from addictions. You know, doorway to recovery, we, we promote a um, recovery for a lot of different addictions, primarily substance abuse, and, uh, of course, we deal with mental health issues as well. The new catchphrase now is co-occurring, dual diagnose uh, folks that are coming through the doors. And, um, you know, we were just talking today, uh, me and some of my colleagues, that the big numbers that are coming in for the shift of abuse are prescription drugs. Right. um, We're getting a lot of young people coming in uh, through... The twelfth step um, meetings that we go to, as well as coming into doorway recovery, and of course we owe a lot of that to interventions at the level of uh, rehabs, and we owe it to the uh, interventions of families, and uh, and to the recovering person that says, you know what, I, I, eighteen, nineteen year old comes in, 
and says, you know, I, I want to get off the streets. I want to get out of this way of living. Uh, what do I do about it? And, you know, you, you want to hook them up with somebody that's, that's of a like. And, you know, me, I've, I've been in recovery now and, and sober and clean for almost 11 years. Mm-hmm. And when I came in, and that's not a long period of time. My colleague here is going to, Don, that's going to talk in a few seconds. He's been, been doing a long time like you, and uh, he probably has some, some stories of when they were coming in at earlier ages too. But I see him now coming in very early and searching and wanting to get this, uh, this message and also wanting to connect with some type of uh, higher power greater than them. And uh, I think that's, uh, that's a big deal for saying, you know what, I'm young, I want to change my life, what do I do about it? And I don't have to wait till I get in my 30s to hit rock bottom. That's a myth that people uh, don't have to believe in. You don't have to wait till you uh, hit rock bottom to get in here. You can come in now. Right. And that's, yeah, that's a wonderful thing that, um, that you're saying is that there are people now coming in to recovery at earlier ages. And so it, it really gives them a lot longer time to live and, and to be happy, joyous and free and to, to build a life that's really a, a, a high quality life. And they don't have to, they, they certainly go through a lot before they get there. I'm not minimizing that. Um, I don't care how young you are. If you have the disease of addiction, you've been through a lot. But, but as you said, still, you've, you've got the opportunity to um, have a lot more years to, to go forward and really build a, a, a life that's a, a high-quality life for you and contributes to your community. Mm-hmm. Yes, Anna, this is Don. Hi, Don. And uh, as you well know, you are, uh, we're believers in the 12-step program and uh, that's what I counsel through of course and my belief in that is is because a person caught up in the depths of addiction uh, to really turn their life around there has to be a psychic change a definite change in their thinking and I believe that uh, the 12-step programs is one of the best tools out there mm-hmm mm-hmm you know one thing that that I'm thinking about is that when you started the doorway to recovery, it's really a testament to the power of the 12 step program. Because, Mark, I know that, uh, when you got it started, and I'm sure when Don came on board, your, your idea before you got this going, Mark, was you just wanted to get your business, your business, the other work that you were doing back on track in your life. You were kind of getting your life back together. But God had some other plans for you. To get this, well, let me sh- this going. Let me share with my with your uh, your listeners. I'm sorry that and, Go ahead. and share that. Uh, uh, that that's true, and uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I'll tell you it wasn't certainly wasn't my plan to uh, get into uh, helping people and to providing some type of guidance because uh, I couldn't even blow my own nose without uh, uh, you know causing a stir. It was, mm-hmm. it was a pretty bad scene back then. Um, I I had I come to the point in my life where I was. Uh, I was called a wretched man, and mm-hmm. uh, that's just the, the best way to put it, uh, that I had no care for nobody, nothing, didn't believe in anything, didn't care about anybody, especially my family or myself. And, and uh, you know, God puts a lot of people in our presence and sends us a lot of messengers, and we either uh, accept them or notice them or talk with them or get with them and, and say, hey, you know, maybe that's a good thing. And what, this, what happened to me, he sent me somebody. And uh, mm-hmm. this somebody got a hold of me, and it was a person that had been in, in 12-step recovery work for quite a few years, and he got a hold of me and said, uh, maybe you might want to try and help some less fortunate people. And I'm like, I don't really want to do that. I don't have time to do that. I have to get on with my life, and I may drink again as mm-hmm. long as I don't do that other stuff that they, they, they term as uh, despicable. I'll maybe have another drink. And, uh, well, it didn't work like that, and we opened up our first home, uh, in the Detroit area, which is called the Cooley House. And um, for your listeners, if anybody ever wants to get any more information, we're at the doorwaytorecovery.com. They can go on there and get information about uh, that type of uh, living. There's stories on there. But we opened that up, and uh, one thing led to another, and, you know, we've got uh, 18 homes later. But it was, not, it was not the plan. And I certainly had no relationship with any God of my understanding except when I was uh, in a jail cell uh, asking him for uh, more help to, uh, you know, get out of that situation. Right. And I'm, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm a very blessed man, that's for sure. 
That's for sure. And it's a, that's a wonderful story. It's like the, that recovery is certainly, of course, on the one hand about getting one's life in order, but it's not just about that. It's not just about going and sitting and trying to feather your own nest. It's about opening up to what's, what's your purpose in life. What's, how, how are you going to help other people? Yeah, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you know, when you, when you get outside of yourself, and um, I'm sure there's, there's folks out there listening right now that, that say, what can I do? How can I, uh, how can I help? Or how can I get outside of myself? How can I, I can do some things? I remember standing one time at the back of my bedrooms asking God, you know, what, what is it? What am I supposed to do? Just tell me. Am I supposed to continue to live my life like this? What am I supposed to do? And, you know, nobody came down with um, a, a ray of light and said, this is what you're supposed to do. It, it, it had to come in small increments to me. Uh, and But the biggest thing, one of the biggest things that I've gotten out of this recovery stuff that we talk about, uh, Reverend Anna, is that I'm outside of myself and I'm seeing that I'm not as bad off as I think I am when I think I am. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm breathing. I've got the gift of breath. The gift of life was given to me today. And what am I going to do with it? You know, I used to... I, called him the old man, and I, I didn't do that as a disrespect. It's just how we referred to him. And I, and I asked the old man, I says, what, uh, he says, what have you done for somebody today other than yourself? What have you done for God, yourself, and somebody else? And that uh, seems to be the same, you know, what have I done for somebody today? And that's, that's been my walk. And uh, i got to tell you, it's exciting. Uh, recovery is, is exciting. I, if, if, if I hadn't have gotten around some people like uh, Don here, you know, Don does does a program that I wanted to mention, uh, and I'm going to let him uh, tell you about it, called Back to Basics, which uh, is very exciting. I was introduced to it in 2000. I sobered up in May, mm-hmm. and uh, September was the first um, the first uh, showing of the Back to Basics uh, type of recovery, just a group of guys that get back and start talking. Well, let Don, Don, why don't you tell him what, what that is? Well, I got involved in Back to the Basics. Uh, I'm a Vietnam-era veteran, and mm-hmm. uh, the gentleman that wrote the book, uh, Back to the Basics, Wally P., out in Arizona, and that was our first connect. He's a non-era uh, veteran also. But what Back to the Basics is about, and it's done in a couple formats, uh, the way I generally do it, it's uh, four one-hour sessions that completely take you through the 12 steps, uh, including the inventory process, amends, uh, so forth. And I have seen it do uh, miraculous uh, things in people's lives. Uh, of course, I'm a staunch believer that you don't just do it once. But uh, you continue to do it. I've been through it hundreds of times, and many times I'm still enlightened, even though I've read it and read it and read it. So it's continuous growth. And, you know, time frame in this addiction thing, uh, it's God's time, not our time. I'm always reminded. Uh, I've had a year now. I mean, I've got 29, over 29 years of sobriety, 23 years of being a, a certified addictions counselor in Michigan. Uh-huh. And uh, here I sit over 20 years, and uh, after 35 years, I've uh, been introduced back to my son and family and uh, just wonderful things. So That's great. Timing is we have to take a short break right now, Don. That's wonderful. And when we come back, we're going to hear more about that because these steps are powerful and recovery is an unfolding process. So thanks to Mark and to Don. And we're, we're going to come back and hear some more about what they've got to tell us about putting spirit into action. And also, when we come back, I want you as our listeners to give us a call at 888-55-UNITY or email us at Spirit of Recovery with a comment or question and also for the drawing for our books. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity FM. As Unity FM continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, 
we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today at www.unity.fm. Hi, my name is Lynn Twist. I'm the author of The Soul of Money. If you're struggling right now with a financial crisis, I recommend going to www.unityfm and listening to our course about the soul of money and how to handle this in a way that brings out the deep spirituality that's available at this time. You know, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Join author Lynn Twist for the blessing of the financial crisis. You'll learn new techniques to use the current economic situation to redefine your relationship with money. It's available now for immediate download at unity.fm in the video download section. Most people who consider themselves spiritual believe that they have had a hand in manifesting what happens in their lives. However, few people realize the powerful influence of the physical environment in which they live and work. Join Jill Angelo and Kathy Botsford as they guide you in transforming your current living or working space to one of peace and comfort and gain a greater understanding of how a small change in your external world will create a big change in your internal one. Tune in Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Central Time for Creating a Space of Grace, right here on Unity.fm, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Unity's online radio, bringing you the voice of an awakening world. To join the discussion, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. You're listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., If you'd like to share your questions, comments, and experience with today's topics, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to the Spirit of Recovery. Again, we're really glad that you're listening today. And if you're just joining us, our topic today is putting spirit into action. We're talking about how spirit uses us when we're in recovery to be of service to other people. And my guests are Mark Burchell and Don Galesh. And they are, Mark is the founder and CEO of the Doorway to Recovery. And Don is a counselor there at the Doorway to Recovery. He is a certified addictions counselor. And they are talking to us about this program, which is a, a transitional housing program with, which has 18 houses, I believe. And, uh, God really put Mark and Don into action. And that's not really what they had planned, but Spirit did. And it's a big part of their service, a big part of uh, their life in recovery. But before we get back to uh, Mark and Don, I want to um, t- take a moment to center ourselves in our serenity minute. It's a moment just to relax, to focus on a constructive thought, and to let ourselves be refreshed by the Spirit of God that lives within and all around us. So I invite you right now as we listen to the music to focus in on this constructive idea, this idea about how God is at work in our lives. I enjoy being of service. I am worthy to serve. My higher power works through me to help others. I enjoy being of service. I am worthy to serve. My higher power works through me to help others. Thank you for joining me in the Serenity Minute. I hope that you are refreshed and relaxed and allow that presence of God to move in through and as you to refresh your mind. 
And so now we're back with my guests. We're going to be talking with Mark and Don about putting spirit into action, about how spirit works in our lives so that we can be of service to others. And that's really what recovery is all about. It's enriching our lives and participating and getting out there and getting in that game of life and being part of it. And it opens us up in fabulous ways. And so remember that we'd like you to call or email in with a comment or question. You can call 888-55-UNITY or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.com. FM. Our lines are open. Our emails are open. And also, we want to put your name in the drawing for our book. We're giving away two books today. One of them is the classic 24 Hours a Day, written by an early AA member. And the other one is a book called 52 Weeks of Conscious Contact Meditations for Connecting with God, Self, and Others by the recovery writer Melody Beatty. So we'd like to give these away to you. So give us a call or an email, and we'll put your name in. So... We're back with our guests, Don and Mark. And, um, Don, you were telling us a little bit before the break about how recovery is really an in-depth thing and that the timing, we can't control that timing. It's not up to us. It's really up to God or a higher power, however we understand that higher power. And you were talking about how you've really been in this recovery process a long time, but some neat things were happening for you as you've uh, gotten into service. You're making some deeper connections with your family, I think. Yes, this is true, Anna. Uh, well, you know, it's all a process. Even my addiction was a progressive thing that was a process, and certainly my recovery has always been that, and uh, reminding myself and learning that it is always in a higher power's time rather than my time, and believe me, still many days I have to remind myself of that. But uh, at the end of my addiction, I was literally a person living in a public park. That's where it had led me, and of course, nothing left inside or outside in my life. But uh, through this program and through the fellowship of it, uh, I was able to turn things around and uh, was advised in the very beginning uh, that... uh, I would begin my speaking on my first anniversary, which I did, and was told to continue it, and I'm very blessed that I did, and uh, I can't say enough about it all, other than uh, I do have to uh, continue to remember it's not my time, and I just have to live it, and uh, accepting that sometimes is very hard when you're in addiction. So uh, living my life a day at a time and uh, truly trying to put it in the higher power's hands. Uh, I'm never perfect at it, but uh, the people that designed this program admitted they weren't perfect at it. So I'm a very, very blessed guy. Right. That's wonderful. And it's great that you do that, uh, as we were talking earlier, too, the Back to Basics program. And I know that that's a real help that you uh, take people through the 12 steps, that you do that in a concentrated way and, and uh, use that at the doorway to recovery to really support people in, and as they're in early sobriety to, to come through and, and really take those steps. That's great. Well, that's, yeah, that's very true. And uh, my, my uh, basic belief in the Back to the Basics is if uh, you're going to take the path of the 12 steps to uh control, get past your addictive nature and actions, then you better know what the 12 steps are. And uh, many a time uh, people don't (laughs) that I meet, and uh, that always amazes me, but uh, we do what we can where we can, so that's what I do. Great. Thank you so much. I'm I'm grateful that I got guys like him in my life, Anna, because I used to read those uh, steps as... uh, you know, I'm more powerful than anything, and my life's really manageable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm homeless. <laughs> you you had them no a little food. backwards, huh? I have no clothing. But, uh-huh. uh, hey, I'm still running the show, and uh, so I would just rewrite those things and, and say <laughs> what I, I felt like. And You know, I, uh-huh. I, he touches on uh, Back to Basics, and and i got to tell you, he's uh, this this uh, this guy you got on here, Don Galashian, and for your listeners, he's an exciting person. He's a... Uh, I like to call the raw material for uh, getting the message to uh, folks. And what, what I mean by that, meaning it's real simple. Uh, uh-huh. You know, don't drink, go to meetings, uh, help others. It's it's a antidote that was given to him, and he gives it back, and he gives a lot back to the, the 
program, and we're, we're very excited that he's associated with the Doorway to Recovery program. And, uh, you know, we, we've learned, and what I've learned is that recovery, uh, ways to recovery and ways to finding uh, that spirit is comes in many different forms. Um, you know, back to basics is one. Uh, I, I do celebrate recovery. Some of your listeners uh, know about that. It's a 12-step program. It's done through church activity, being mm-hmm. that the, uh, there's scripture behind the steps to associate with the steps, um, which is very successful. Mm-hmm. There are other uh, fellowships out there that, that do it, that, that, that have uh, 12-step recovery work uh, in, their, in their curriculum. And there's just a lot of different ways to find it. I mean, through church, you can find it through the doorway to recovery by coming to transitional housing if you have to go to rehabs. Listen, there could be somebody on the air right now or somebody on the uh, other end listening that says, you know, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live like this. Uh, and, I, I, and if you're out there and, and you're listening, uh, I just want to tell you that uh, you can stop. You don't have to do this anymore. And if you're not and your life is uh, joyous, happy, and free, then good for you. And, and please pass it on. You know, we, we have a uh, – we did a lot of stuff with the Doorway to Recovery's uh, – radio show. We had a lot of guests come on there, and we had a lot of uh, fortunate, like you are, to meet a lot of great people and people that are, are really full of a lot of energy and spirit of, of God to, to carry this message of hope. And um, one of the things that uh, I got involved in was this intervention. Mm-hmm. And some of the folks may know about intervention, which is shown on A&E right. uh, throughout the, the year. The uh, TV program. Intervention. Yeah, the TV program A&E and... Um, some, some, it's, it's aired different times in different places, but they're out of California, Sherman Oaks, California, is where they're based out of and where they do. And so they fly all around and they get people. And I've been uh, very privileged and, and blessed to be an interventionist here. Right. And really what that is, I go into the, for those of you that are not familiar with it, it's just I, I put together, uh, I'm the felicitator in that group, <clears throat> excuse me, and I get those people to come together with that person that's in that's wanting to go into rehab or come into a home to help get them in there and kind of just be the you know the the person there that's kind of running running it. But uh, we had a we I'm excited about this and I'd like to share this. This is kind of new. <clears throat> Excuse me. The the intervention people called us up uh, about a week ago or I mean about a month ago. Well, it's been about 45 days now, and we were selected as um, a house to do a show. Uh, the show is going to air in February, and it's going to be after the intervention show, and it's going to be called Recovery Living After Treatment. Mm-hmm. Treatment continues. If treatment will work, if treatment continues, is coined by a, a, a doctor here in uh, in our state, and that state that that works. That that statement is uh, so true. So these doctors, these addiction doctors. Uh, uh, got together and they come up with a, uh, a bunch of different programs. Mine was picked. This gal, uh, Courtney, will, will, that's her first name, and that's what we're allowed to say. Courtney is um, was coming in to Doorway to Recovery, and she's going to be watched for 30 days. And if you've watched Intervention, you, it's it's an hour show, but the, the actual uh, watching of these people could be for weeks. Right, and they're following their days. lives and how they got into recovery and so forth. It, yep. Exactly. Well, Courtney came in that day from New York with her, what they call a recovery coach. New term now for, they call them peer specialists, recovery coaches or sponsors. Somebody that's going to mentor you and stay with you and kind of help you along with this uh, beginning of this this particular journey where you're at in the beginning. And they brought her to the house and and, Try to keep your eyes open in February. It'll be coming out, and, right. it'll, it's, and there'll be me on there doing a, a, a little interview, uh, maybe a minute or so, because it's all edited. But uh, the, the power of God is so powerful, and I want to share this with you, yes, if I may. Courtney sure. came to us not wanting to come in. She was very combative, very angry, very hurt, very uh, scared. She had all the symptoms of the of the classic uh, person in addiction that just wants to run and doesn't want to face anything. And right. uh, one of those uh, things were, I'm not going in anywhere where I'm going to be told what to do by anybody. 
But she had nowhere to go. She was completely homeless. Her family wanted nothing to do with her. Her um, her mother and father uh, had had enough of the stealing of the uh, of all her activity that she and the behavior that she was doing. And, and she was really a street person. And uh, mm-hmm. she she was there was nowhere to go. And I said. And after she argued with me, and I, I kind of thought it was something set up by the camera people. I thought they were actually. It was pretty me classic, on the spot huh? To, yeah, mm-hmm. to see if I was going to, you know, how I'd react. And I just smiled and I said, "We'll be here waiting. And if you want to come back, and if you don't, it's okay." So I thought, well, that's it for that show. You know, it's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So uh, next day, we get a phone call that uh, Courtney, uh, after being with her coach. And, and and doing some prayer work and uh, talking, she come to a uh, uh, decision that well maybe I should go give this a try. So Courtney's been with us now 45 days. She's doing extremely well. She's been reunited back with her family on a uh, phone call basis. She's not allowed to go there yet in person. Right. Uh, I have granted her her first overnight with uh, her boyfriend to go on him go on a job. Um, job with him uh, out of town and she came back and she we test people when they go overnights uh they have to be tested for uh, drug use and she tested negatively and i'm i'm very excited to say that she's doing really well and uh keep your ears and eyes open for that that show when it comes out because i'm, I'm really excited that uh that this, these recovery homes are are a, a, a big a big necessity if they're run right, where people can go and live amongst other people that are sharing the same kind of difficulties and triumph over them. And uh, they are, they're, they're out there and they're working. Right. That's, that one, that's a great success story, and I'm really glad that it's going to be on A&E so people will understand that. And you have brought in some, some wonderful uh, concepts there that are part of what's happening in, in the recovery and treatment world now, the recovery coaching, the concept that, uh, recovery has to be ongoing, that it's important to have uh, all kinds of different community supports, that that really helps uh, people to stay sober, um, and bringing in the family aspect. So how do you uh, work with families in the doorway to recovery in your transitional housing well, program? What do you, how do you connect people with families, or how does that work? Well, we, we do it through different uh, functions. Doorway to recovery is one of its the number one first um, requirement on the rules and regulations that you must attend all functions and activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, alcoholics, addicts, people in um, that are, are you know overeaters, people that just want to attend to go to and, and get in and uh, isolate don't want to go to functions. They don't want to be out there. So I said right away, let's get them out there to do some fun stuff and some things that uh, they can reconnect. Families you know, are hurt and families are, bridges are broken. So right. what do we do? We try to mend those bridges and we try to say to the to this recovery person, as I do a couple of the guys that I sponsor, let them invite you back. Invite them to our function so they can see a little bit about what we do. And one of the functions that we just had was a gratitude meeting because this is the grateful time of year, which is always the time, but it's an emphasis is put more on it now because of Thanksgiving. So we had a grateful uh, gratitude meeting, and at that meeting, we invite all the family to come there, and a special healing takes place because the people in the program, either mine or outside of it, who's ever a guest, can get up at the mic and give a little bit of uh, five or ten minutes of what they're grateful for. You know, we, um, we have a saying that a grateful, recovering person need never go back to doing what they did, and... Um, that's one of the slogans, and that was one of the things we do with the families. We have what's called a once-a-week uh, family night where you can bring your families to where I lecture, and uh, Don is there to do a one-on-one uh, counseling, which he does with some of our clients. Uh, and we have a we, we ask these families, come on in, maybe sit and listen. You don't have to get up and talk, but be a part of it. And we do that through these functions. They're invited. Some of these folks come in very angry, and some of them come right. in very relieved. Does mm-hmm. this see that, hey, he's not drinking, she's not using drugs, she's not sticking needles in her arm, she's actually getting up in the morning, and she's, uh, or he, is uh, combing their hair and brushing their teeth and doing the, the fundamental things that we all take for granted that's 
some of these folks just have forgotten to do. But that right. family member is a key component, Anna, to get that mm-hmm. family back because when they come in and it's broken, it, God can fix it. Now there, That's I, right. I am right here a testimony to tell you that God fixes things. My son had nothing to do or want with me. As a matter of fact, they used to say, Uncle Mark's not coming, is he? Wow. Mark, <laughs> now thank Uncle you, Mark's thank coming, you so he? much. It's time for a break again, but you're giving us a lot of important ideas about how spirit works and how to get puts us into action in all kinds of ways. So we're going to take a short break. We'll be back and talk some more with Mark and Don. And uh, give us, uh, we'll announce the winner of our book. And uh, we'll be right back. So give us a call at 888-55-UNITY or email us with a comment or question. We'll be right back. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity FM. A light shines in the silent Unity Cupola 24 hours a day, seven days a week. A light that represents 120 years of continuous prayer and stories of blessings received. Everyone has a prayer story, be it healing, prosperity, peace, or personal transformation. Here is one such story. When my life fell apart, Silent Unity became my lifeline. I'm eternally grateful to everyone who prayed with me, sent me notes of encouragement and support, and held me in prayer for 30 days at a time. For more about Silent Unity's 120th anniversary and to request a free CD titled Timeless Prayers from Silent Unity, Visit www.silentunity.org and click on the link. Have a blessed day. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Unity's online radio, bringing you the voice of an awakening world. To join the discussion, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. You've been listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you have a question, comment, or experience with today's topic you'd like to share, Call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. So welcome back to the Spirit of Recovery. We're very glad that you're listening today. We've got listeners in Canada, maybe in Ireland, and across the U.S., so thanks for listening. And if you're just joining us, our topic today is putting spirit into action. We're talking about how God uses us and how uh, we're to be of service once we're in that recovery process. And my guests today are Mark Burchell, who's the founder and CEO of the Transitional Housing Program in the Detroit area called the Doorway to Recovery, and Don Galesh, who's a certified addictions counselor who's on the staff of the Doorway to Recovery. And they've been sharing with us uh, success stories and how this transitional housing uh, process works and how the 
and how Spirit has guided them and keeps guiding them to be of service and to really bless the people in their world. And so, uh, but before we get back to talking with them, I want to say that we're uh, sending these books today, our 24 hours a day book um, and our Melody Beatty 52 Weeks of Conscious Contact book. Thanks so much for Hazelden Foundation for donating these to us. And we're going to gift these to the Doorway to Recovery program because I know they have a big library. And uh, Mark tells me that those books fly off those shelves. So uh, we're donating. They fly off. And uh, people are hungry for all kinds of information. So we'll be donating these books to the Doorway to Recovery program. So now we are back to Mark and Don. And... um, Mark was sharing with us how uh, really the power of spirituality and bringing families back together and how in the transitional housing program, because there are lots of activities and social events and that type of thing, gratitude banquets. I know there's a big Christmas party that will be coming up. There are picnics in the summer, all kinds of things that invite families back in to reconnect with their loved ones. And it's real important because... The disease of addiction really kind of plays havoc with families. And so I'm so glad to, to know that, that in your program you create space for those families and spirit to work back in that. So tell us just briefly, because everybody may not know exactly, our listeners may not know exactly what a transitional housing program is. Just tell us a little bit about that and how you connect back into your larger community with it. Thank you, Reverend Anna. Glad to. The transitional housing is kind of... Um there's several different types of transitional housing. Uh, we're always in transition. We're going from one place to another, and that's where that comes from. I'm, I'm, transi- I'm transitioning from rehab to a house back to home or back to wherever I want to be and start my recovery walk alone or with family. So what we like to call it, and I'm going to kind of change the name here a little bit, but we call it sure. recovery housing, sober living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This term, uh, there's a term called halfway house, which is for folks coming out of institutions that need to be supervised and structured in a lot tighter facility. Then there's the three-quarter house term, which means you're three-quarters of the way. And a lot of people um, identify us as a three-quarter house. And really the new term now that we're, we're phrasing out there and we're coining is recovery housing, sober living, which means you're going to come out of one facility which would be rehab or you're coming out of uh, treatment somewhere, you want to get into a house that's safe, structured, and that has accountability, respectability, and uh, sociability. This is what happens with uh, this type of house. So you come in, you're with men, and the men are men-only homes, and then I have women, too, for women-only homes. You know, there's no mixing. Mm -hmm. And uh, they live together, they eat together, and they clean together. And they get ready to transition back to wherever they're going to go, back home, back to their families, back uh, on their own, maybe to another state, maybe out to where you are. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, uh, it's altogether different, and that's, that's kind of what that means. It's, it's a short time to get a foundation, to get some, some stuff going back in your life that you forgot or maybe some new stuff. And being around other people uh, that are alike and let me just say, in recovery and in these houses, we, uh, I, we've got all kinds of people. Right. Um, got, I'm very uh, thankful that God has said to me, don't judge anybody because they've got an earring in their ear. Just talk to them and tell them and give them some guidance and some structure. So we have all kinds of different folks coming through. Uh, it, but one thing they have in common, they have addictions and they're, they're lost and they need some guidance. Right. That's fabulous. It's like, I mean, that's, isn't that God is, is seeing that oneness in everybody that we're all human beings and we have common problems and we have common solutions and, and, uh, your sober living sure supports that. And I know, and a really important part of this too is that, uh, you're in service really in your greater, uh, Detroit area community that both it's where kind of the way you get people to know about it and come into your program, but also you, it matters in the communities. How do you think that your that uh, doorway to recovery impacts the uh, quality of life in your greater in your Detroit community? Well, how I think it does is mm-hmm. first of all, we're helping to get them off the streets and start living productive lives and start right. doing and start training them, start giving them some type of uh, guidance and start giving them uh, some direction so that they don't go back out steal from their neighbors, break into somebody's house, 
or get into uh, illegal behavior and, mm-hmm. and, and promote behavior that is good and wholesome and fun. Well, let me say this. My houses are located in areas that we blend right into the community. Although where they're located, the community there does know that we are recovery people. And what we do to show them that we're just like everybody else is that we get out there and we cut the grass, we mow the lawn, or we shovel the snow, we keep the houses looking good, and we go in and do a lot of community outreach and community service. Uh, one of the things that are that we uh, ask of the residents is that they do community service within the area that they are and get to know the people a little bit. And just, you know, maybe there's elderly people that need something done, uh, their house on the outside. We don't go in the inside of the homes at all or, or go in. That's, that's not allowed. Even if we're asked, we have to stay outside. Right. And we just uh, do community service around there. Now, we, I just want to tell you that we just got back from there's another thing of A&E, which I'm going to talk about them again that we promoted. Sure. It's a thing called Celebrate Recovery. Mm-hmm. Celebrate Recovery 10 is uh, through A&E and voice, facesandvoicesofrecovery.com. Yes. You can see that yes. online, Faces in Re- in, on facesandrecoveryvoices.com. Something right. like that. You'll, when you Google Faces it, and Voices of Recovery. Yeah. We all marched to Lansing. Uh, in September, it was recovery month, and we voiced what we felt is needed to get money for people in recovery. So we're, and we showed Lansing, Michigan, which is our state capital, how we act and how we, we behave by having a big uh, rally and fundraiser right in the park that's just outside of the capital, and it was a success, and it was very, very, very uh fun, and, and that's what we do here. We try to show the, the community what we're all about is being, these are not bad people, these are sick people trying to get well. Right, and that's really also powerful another, way. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Don. Uh, another thing, Anna, uh, that uh, Mark is able to do with Doorway to Recovery, because so many people uh, that uh, get caught up in the depths of addiction uh, certainly have nothing left uh, monetarily when they're uh, trying to start recovery. And uh, Mark's uh, Doorway to Recovery is uh, a very affordable, low-cost way to be in a structured home that is based around the 12-step program. So I think it's a wonderful thing for recovering addicts. Right. That's Yeah, that's really important. That's that's a good stuff, and it's like you're you're participating in the community. You're opening, literally, you're opening doors, opening that doorway to recovery, and and uh, and and really, a community has to recover. And I think you pointed that out because there is such stigma, and we know certainly lots of problems that go along with the disease of addiction. So, what you're doing is is really a whole community recovery. So it's good. That's that's cool. Spirit's really at work. We have um, we have go ahead. we have our jam of Palooza every year. We have our uh, fundraisers, and again, we try to do it in areas and churches. Um, we we have a, a lot of fundraisers at the Unity of Livonia Church, located in, in the Livonia, Michigan. We do a lot of fundraisers there, and a lot of fun stuff there at, at their facility that uh, they let us use, and we love them a lot. They they have a lot of twelve step meetings there that they hold and. Again, it's. I just want to emphasize this: that uh, these are regular folks, and they've made some bad decisions under the influence of drugs and alcohol, and bad decisions not being under the influence. So we want to give them some direction in these types of houses, and uh, it's important that that people they, they see things on TV about them. The real thing is, you get in, you do your laundry, you clean, you you take care of whatever you dirtied. You go to 12-step meetings, hopefully, I'm always hoping and praying that they're going to find this connection with God or right. this spirit or this higher power, something that's greater than themselves and so that they can see that, that there's an intervention there. And, and if, if that happens, miraculous things happen. I mean, you got two guys on the line here that, that used to walk the streets and, uh, you know, all we were caring about is when are we going to get the next one and Today, you know, we, we just don't do that, and it's and there's a lot of people that are that are like that, that are doing that, and uh, we're hoping to uh, continue to carry that message. Yeah. Also, Anna, you know, mm-hmm. the better educated the 
public is because a lot of times addiction uh, for the general public is very misunderstood. So the better we get the word out there, the better educated they are, uh, the further growth, uh, as you're saying, for community and the individuals is just that much greater. Right. That's incredible. You know, uh, Mark and Don, you've given us so much to think about today, and I know our people that are out there listening are, uh, I'm inspired, you know, to think of some new ways to be of service, and so I know that uh, our listeners are as well, and knowing that a big part of recovery is putting spirit into action, or really it's spirit that puts us into action, and expanding our lives and finding out that that self-worth is what propels us to be of help to other people. So, um, thank Reverend you so Anna, much. If you want to uh-huh. open up a... Reverend Ann, if you want to open up a yeah. home out there and uh, have me come out there and fly me out there, I'd be glad to do that any time. Just let me know. You guys just uh, say the word, and I'll fly out there, and and uh, I'll just let Don run everything here and come out there. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll might, I may take you up on it. You might be surprised. Yeah, thanks well, so much for that. being that with us today. Open. I'll come out any time. Yeah, thank you. It's been great. Thanks so much for what you're doing, and thanks for letting God work through you. And uh, to all our listeners, thanks for joining us today. Join us next Tuesday, and our topic's going to be Recovery on the Go with our, my guest is Jeff Kay, and uh, seeing how he does it, how he's a busy guy, and how he puts recovery first, even though he's busy. So to all of our listeners and to our guests, Mark and Don, and to all the folks that are in Doorway of Recovery, know that you're a blessing. You're in my prayers, and let your heart sing this week. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific for down-to-earth ideas on keeping spirituality in the heart of your recovery. Spirit of Recovery, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at www.soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. I offer my service to people in need. In our increasingly interconnected world, there is a vast spectrum of experiences at any given moment. We are all part of the human family, and when our brothers and sisters suffer, we respond What affects one family member affects us all. If we are unsure about how to help someone in need, we look to God for guidance. We might be called to volunteer at a local nursing home, donate books to a library, mentor school children, or send money to a worthy charity. We choose activities that resonate with our hearts and match our talents and resources. Today, we begin the cycle of giving. Serving fellow members of our human family brings joy and fulfillment, for we know we are participating in truly sacred work.
When you subscribe to Daily Word Digital Magazine, you're not only enhancing your daily spiritual practice, you're also saving trees and helping the environment. And you're saving money because we pass our publishing savings on to you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. I'm one with you. You're one with me. Together we Celebrated are. Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.